Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,497. Effort equals results. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest, Bill Wyndham. He's calling in from beautiful Saratoga Springs, New York. Bill Wyndham is the director of the Saratoga Classic Car Auction. His career experience includes being the vice president of the Classic Car Division Murphy Auctions, Auctions America, RM Auctions, and he ran a successful classic car export business Worked at Brumos Porsche, that's a cool place, and spent time working with major German manufacturers at the dealer level. Bill grew up around racing and sports cars, and he had an uncle who owned a British restoration shop as well. His experience with motorsports includes being the PR director for the Reading Fairgrounds, a famous dirt track. He worked at Penske Racing, that little place, an IndyCar, NASCAR, North American F1. Bill has seen and done it all. Bill was with the Works March Indy team with Mike Skinner in NASCAR, and he drove Formula V, Formula Ford, and Formula Atlantic in the SCCA. We'll be back in a minute to talk with Bill, but first, a brief word from our sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. We'll be right back. Hey, Cars Yeah! I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars Yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler-up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, Bill, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I certainly am. Ready to go, Mark. Yeah, being a guy that used to race, you probably heard that a few times, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Tell our listeners maybe a little bit about yourself and what you're doing these days. We'll take a deeper dive in a few minutes, but just to kind of get them warmed up as to who you are. Well, you know, I grew up around sports cars. When I was five or six, my uncle, my mom's brother, who lived with us, and uh, he purchased, this was 1960, a MG, 53 MGTD, and I went with him to pick up the car, 
And it was so unique and so different to anything that I'd seen or experienced before. And I immediately fell in love with it. But it turned out about a year or two later, he decided to restore the car in our garage. And as a little kid, I would be out there in the evenings, and I think I was more interested in getting my hands greasy than really accomplishing <laughs> anything else. Of course, that, yeah. It, as it would turn out, my uncle would take some of those skills and, and opened up his own restoration shop, specializing in British cars. So I spent a lot of time around his shop, just hanging out, seeing very unique cars, Jaguar XK120s and 40s and Healy's and, of course, MG's and, and just fell in love with it. And he introduced me to racing. He took me to the racetrack on numerous occasions. And again, I found my, my other passion. I, I grew up around as a young young kid. And I never lost the passion all the way through school high, or elementary school. I was building model race cars. I was drawing pictures of racing cars. And that's when the passion really, really took hold. That's cool. What a fun, fun thing to experience as a kid. Uh, MGs, early MGs are what started my passion. My dad had a 49 MGTC when I was about five years old. I loved riding around with that car with the top down. You just, uh, as a little kid, nothing like yeah. an old MG. He had yeah. a TD later in life as well, which was pretty cool when he got back into cars uh, when he had the time. What's one thing you might share with us, Bill, that most people don't know about Bill Wyndham? Probably don't know that uh, the fact that I gave up my early racing career at the age of 28 to go to college full time uh, in the quest of a law degree. It was quite a challenge and uh, graduated with honors and uh, went, you know, I go right back into the car and racing business right after graduation. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I've had enough of this law yeah, stuff. Exactly. I'm getting back to what I'm exactly. passionate about. Exactly. Wow, well, that's pretty darn cool. I love that question. We reveal all sorts of fun things about people. Yeah. Let's start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Bill, you love to drive, grab the wheel. Yeah, you know, and this goes back to I started working with Penske Racing at a young age of 21. At that point in time, Penske Racing was which was a lot smaller. But the mantra of, of effort equals results, which is what Roger Penske lives by, he was my mentor, and really I have lived by that mantra all my life. Well, it's worked for him, hasn't it? It certainly <laughs> has. And my gosh. You can attach that empire to him built. anytime. Oh, gosh, yeah. What an incredible uh, human being and fantastic. But I love that that concept. And what I love about it is its simplicity and yeah. its directness. Yeah. And it's yeah. so obvious, but a lot of people don't realize, why am I not getting ahead? Why am I not getting there? Well, are you really putting an effort forward? Really putting an effort forward. And uh, that's what it takes sometimes. It's just, you know, a lot of hard work. And sometimes you don't know what really the amount of effort you're putting in until you're pushed to the absolute max. He led by example, 24-7, he you know, was working. And so when you have a leader that leads by example, you either follow or you just say it's just not worth it. But uh, it certainly, I attribute most of my successes to following his trail, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What a wonderful experience. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners an event that's coming up later this year. I'm going to be promoting this event uh, in the middle of this year uh, to try to drive some folks to attend this wonderful event, the Saratoga Classic Car Auction. So tell us what this is all about, when it's going to take place, why people should be putting this on their calendar now uh, to experience this wonderful event. Well, we'll be uh, starting our fourth year in the auction with the auction here in Saratoga Springs. 
we've been growing every year. I came on board last year, Mark, uh, after having most recently worked with the Auctions America RM Sotheby's group. And I thought that perhaps that maybe I was, was done with the auction world. You know, we uh, would do 12, 16 auctions a year. And at the age of 65, I, I just didn't know if I could maintain that pace when this opportunity arose. You know, number one, we're a nonprofit organization. All the proceeds that we earn during the auction all go back to the Saratoga Audio Museum, which is really how this auction got established. And what's unique about the Saratoga auction, which will be September 19th and 20th, is the venue. Beautiful Saratoga Springs is comparable in every way to Amelia Island and to Pebble Beach. Uh, the setting for the auction in the Saratoga State Park, the auction itself being held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center is absolutely spectacular. And for the listeners on your podcast, uh, Saratoga Springs is the home for some of the finest thoroughbred racing that you'll find in the world through June through the end of August with uh, major stake rates at Saratoga. So, you know, our intent and my intent is is to make this a destination auction, to take advantage of all everything Saratoga Springs has to offer. Not only is it a, a car auction, but it's a regional car show uh, with 300, 350 cars. And again, the setting and venue is just simply spectacular. In fact, we had David Hobbs here last year because I had our premier car was uh, a Gulf Wire Mirage that David had raced in 1969 in Europe. And I gave him a tour of the Performing Arts Center and the park. And he unquestionably said that this venue is equal to Pebble Beach and Amelia in many ways. We hope to make it uh, the fall, uh, the fall major. The goal is to make it the fall major auction of the season, starting off with, you know, you have Scottsdale, then Amelia Island, then Pebble, and hopefully someday this will be the last big event on the calendar. Yeah, fantastic. When does the event take place? September 19th and 20th. Okay, great. So we've got plenty of time ahead of us, yeah, to put it on the calendar. Yeah. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah, I know. The way time flies by. Uh, your website, what, and we're going to share this again later in the show, but what's the website where people can go and start investigating all the fun things to do at the Saratoga Classic Car? Well, what I'll do, Mark, is I'll give you two websites. I think uh-huh. to have a little understanding of what the auction's about and the purpose in the auction. I would direct your podcast people to saratogaautomuseum.org. That way they could get a little background on what our auction is really all about. And then for the auction site itself, it would be saratogaautoauction.org. So it would be Saratoga Auto Museum and saratogaautoauction.org. You know, we already have probably somewhere between 12 and 16 cars consigned for the fall with value over a million dollars. So we've really kick-started, jump-started the auction off. And we'll be at the uh, New York Auto Show for 12 days promoting our auction. So big things are on the horizon. Yeah, it sounds like it. What are some of the types of automobiles people can expect to see uh, at the auction up for sale? My quest is to have as diverse an inventory as possible to appeal to every genre on the collector car hobby. So, for example, last year we had everything from a 1904 Curve Dash Oldsmobile 
uh, all the way up into a 2019 Maserati. So, and everything in between. We hit all. We hit muscle. We hit European. We hit Japanese. Uh, 50s antique. Uh, if you were to look at our last year's inventory, you would see that it's not a concentrated in one particular genre. We're spread out throughout. Well, I think that's good considering the uh, the automotive collector car market has changed and is evolving quite a bit. On the other podcast I do with Keith Martin, Buy, Sell, Hold, we interview people in the collector car market and we talk about the market trends. And I think you've agreed too, and I'm sure this is affecting auctions these days, is there's a changing demographic occurring here. You know, you and I are kind of in the same age bracket here. So us baby boomers are, are getting a little bit older, not real old, but a little bit older. Yep. And our wishes and needs change. And as those folks behind us, the XYs and millennials and all those folks that are coming into the part of their lives where they can actually start buying some collector cars, their tastes are different than ours. So I'm happy to hear that. Are you seeing that happening as well in the market as you view it? Absolutely. In fact, uh, I just recently did a uh, study and, and, and worked the metrics of our first three auctions, uh, taking into consideration our inventory and our sales numbers based on different genres in, in, of cars. And it's it's obvious that the transition, the collector car hobby and the cars that are in the average person's demand uh, follow that demographic that you just spoke of. Certainly, you do have those cars that will always be appealing if it's a Ferrari GTO or a Duesenberg or an Auburn uh, supercharged. You know, those cars will probably always have some collectability. But for the average hobbyist, you look at the age, and it's the same thing as you, Mark. The cars we lusted after when we were young or teenagers are the cars that we search for and wish to have in our garage as well. And obviously, people that are in the retirement age, they're downsizing. And uh, younger people, you know, we see in the marketplace that cars 80 and newer, 1980 and newer, are uh, the cars that now are beginning to pick up a lot of interest. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing it, too. What's the favorite thing you do in your career right now? What gets you the most excited every day? The challenge of of building this auction, that's what gets me up and excited. Also, the fact that I I get to work with people that, you know, have the same passion about uh, what I do. And I'm around cars and all types of cars. And I get to travel to the major events, to Hobnob and and, and to work with clients and, and bidders and consigners. If you love cars, and, and when I say love cars, 24-7. Because, you know, to be successful in the competition market, it only is getting stronger and stronger in the auction market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when Bill and I were having a pre-show chat here, we were kind of joking because uh, we were mentioning what day it was, and I went, well, they all seem the same to me. <laughs> and, and you said, well, when you're having fun at what you're doing, working 20 hours a day, seven days a week is just what you do because you enjoy it. So that's yep. what Cars Yeah is all about, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Well, Bill, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. Talk about a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way, not to drum up the past that might be uncomfortable, but more so, what was the lesson learned so that you could take that forward in a positive way? Unrelated to, you know, the car business or collective car business, you know, my greatest challenge was at the age of 28, living, uh, having lived in the high-end racing business, was to make a decision, well, you know, I want to improve on my education and opportunities outside the racing world, was mm-hmm. to decide to go to college full-time. No you doubt. Know, and I had yeah, been, and at that age, too. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, you know, I was 28, 
And uh, in fact, the uh, first day of class, a lot of the students would um, think that I was the professor. Was You're the little, professor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was a little humbling. <laughs> but the challenge was that wanting to pursue a degree in law was that I needed to have grades that would be high enough, uh, you know, a grade point average that would allow me to be able to qualify for law school. And although in high school that I was in college preparatory courses, you know, sports and racing and, and, and uh, cars were more important than an education. So that was probably one of the greatest challenges I ever was confronted with. What I found out is that even if you weren't at one time, point in time, you know, interested in education, that if you worked hard, studied hard, you could be successful. And that was living proof where you, the proof was in the pudding and you could see the results of your effort. No doubt. Well, kudos to you for going back and accomplishing that. Getting a law degree is no easy feat, that's for sure. You've got to really be dedicated, focused, and work very hard. And uh, I would imagine, uh, yeah, it may have been a little daunting coming back all these youngsters there. Not that you were really that old, but no. uh, 18, 19-year-olds and uh, you're 10 years their senior. Yeah, uh, keeping up with them. But it, what was the what was the biggest lesson you learned out of that experience? Again, I go back to effort equals results. You know, uh, yeah. and again, you know, in the racing business, you could put in all the effort. And let's take, for instance, Indianapolis. When I was with Penske, it was the month of May. And you could, you work bell to bell from May 1st to after the 500. And in 1976, you know, the race was halted from rain after 101 laps, which is one lap after to make the race official. And in those days, you know, you ran the race as if it was an endurance race and we were sitting right where we wanted to be. And now the race is over and we finished yeah. instead of first and you work all uh, month long. And, right. you know, and it was all over. Yeah. And it was all over. <laughs> it was, yeah. uh, Racing the cruel sport. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it is. That's a tough one. Well, let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors and we will be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. If you're listening to Cars Yeah! you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? 
If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, we're back. Would you share a story with me, Bill, that instigated the passion that you have for cars? You did share having uh, an uncle who took you for that ride in that MG, but is there a point in life that you think was very pivotal when you said, you know what, cars, that's what I'm doing? You know, I always say that if you're in this business, it's not what you do, it's who you are. And I, you're obviously <laughs> a real enthusiast, and, and it's who you are. A little are. bit, yeah. It's a little bit. <laughs> you know, it, I say all the time, I go home from work, I grab something to eat, and I get on my laptop computer, and I'm, I'm looking at auction results, uh, I'm looking at vehicles that are for sale, it just never stops. And again, I, I attribute a lot of that to my uncle. He was, a, he was one of the last masters, the old English wheel, sewing his own interiors, fabricating. I mean, from soup to nuts, he did it all. You know, letting seams, there was no such thing as Bondo that he would ever put into a car. His work ethic and his skill and knowledge, something that's gone forever. I always appreciated the fact that he had the patience to uh, tolerate me. And, <laughs> yeah. and and the fact that when I was blocking and sanding, he said, no, Bill, keep going. <laughs> it's not ready yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Wax on, wax off. Wax yeah, on, exactly. wax off. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's very cool. Well, how about your first really special vehicle? That first vehicle that you got that had great meaning for you. Maybe share a memory you have about that ride and what it was. Yeah, you know, going up in, in, in my era, teens, you know, your identity as a young uh, male adult was the car you drove. So every nickel and dime I could sell, you know, from the time I was 12 years old, the money that I would save was going towards that special car. So that when I graduated from high school, it was probably a week later, with uh, my father co-signing for the balance of the loan, I bought a 1963 Corvette for $1,600, which seemed like... There was no way I was ever going to be able to pay it off. But I was so proud uh, uh, at the age of 18. I mean, this was something that I had worked many years for. So, yeah. That well, the 63, was, did you, was it a split window it was not a convertible? No, it was not a split window. It was actually a convertible hardtop. It had a hardtop that came oh, with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, well, that's, uh, that's even better. Yeah. 327, 300. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Well, that is a that is a pretty cool first special ride. Uh I mean and then of course the 63, one of those iconic years. So, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Well, I have a bit of an introspective question for you, Bill. I'm going to get in your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, maybe ready to go across the auction block or in the beautiful Saratoga Auto Museum, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself mm-hmm. manifested as a vehicle, what would Bill be and why? Well, I think I'd be a 1957 Jaguar XK 140 drophead coupe. 
Uh, And the reason for that is during that period, again, as I was growing up, and not a roadster, but a drophead coupe. And and if you're not familiar with the 150 or the uh, 140 or 120s, the drophead coupe was a little more luxurious in the interior. Roll-up windows instead of side curtains. It had a wooden dash. It was more opulent, shall I say, and yet still had more sophisticated. Bingo, bingo. (laughs) Yeah, and it still maintained the performance of the Roadster, but had a little bit more elegance to it. What I would consider it maybe more of a grand touring car. So a combined performance with a stateliness that uh, I find very appealing. What a beautiful car! Uh, Just lovely vehicle. I mean, those classic British lines. Delightful. I love it. Nice choice, my friend. Well, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Jaguar XK Drophead Coupe throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Again, I go back to the mentor, Roger Penske, attention to detail. Absolutely. How about if you could have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry? either living or deceased, who would that be? Enzo Ferrari. Boy, wouldn't that be something, you know, I've had many guests answer that way, and they've all kind of said the same thing. I would like to be alone with him to really see what he was like, because he had this aura of so, you know, gruff and aggressive and rude sometimes, and just to kind of know what was he really like, you know, just as a human being, so. Yeah, quite an incredible individual. What's the best automotive advice anyone's ever given you? You make your money in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah boy, that's the some truth. Some people don't understand it. It's when you're appraising a car to purchase or maybe put into an auction to give some guidance to your consigner. You make your money in the buy, and the profitability is related to how much profit do you want to make and how quickly do you want to sell it. Yeah. Let me ask you one extra question here when it comes to auctions. What's the smartest thing someone should do in preparation of coming to an auction with the intention of buying an automobile? Most importantly, do your homework. And if you're not in that, an expert in a category or brand and make a model of car, do your homework. There's plenty of information available on the internet now, if at all possible, if, depending on your series, attend the auction preview. You know, go around that car. Hopefully, the owner's present in trying to promote the car while it's in preview. Find as much history. Do as much background because there is an element of of consigners out there that are actually in the classic car auction business. And sometimes finding out the history and background of the car, it's very vague. And they're in it to make money and and, uh, not necessarily have ownerships and pride. So do your homework. Be on site. Walk around the car. If you don't know, or if you have questions, find the answers. Because there are many times some great opportunities that go unrecognized in an auction weekend. Well, I think these days, too, and it goes back to what you and I were speaking of, the demographics and timing here. Seems like there's more and more cars coming on the market. And for folks that are maybe downsizing or they need to liquidate collections or even families, if they lost their patriarch and they want to sell off the cars that were important to him, but not so important to the wife and kids, uh, there's some opportunities that are coming up here. But uh, yes, please do your homework. The other thing is great auctions like a Bill's will have people on hand to give you the best information possible. They'll have a lot of research they've done. 
so they can be forthright, honest, and direct with you on what the car is, how it's represented, so that you know exactly what you're going to take home in your garage. How about a great resource that you'd like to share, a go-to for you? The greatest resource to get you know your fingers on the pulse of what the market is today and, and is to look at the auction results. If, it, if it's Barrett-Jackson, if it's almost every major auction will post its results following it an event. And and that's where you get what the current market is, where you can... Uh, no two classic cars are alike. They could be the same make model, they have the same options or options, but they're different. And just to give yourself some sort of framework as what the value of the car is, is look at auction results. And uh, the market can change dramatically and it can change very quickly. And as you say, the demographic is changing very quickly too. To make sure that you're buying the car at fair market value, auction results. Now, you do have guides like Haggerty. I use Haggerty, you know, sometimes to get a ballpark. But the same as in the retail car industry, auction results are probably the most accurate to determine what the current market value is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll put a good plug in for my buddy Keith Martin. And I mentioned earlier we're doing a new podcast, Buy, Sell, Hold. And that's what I love about Sports Car Market Magazine is going through and looking at actual results uh, with a little bit of commentary about the car. And, you know, we all have that joke that, well, that, that 240Z sold for $300,000. They're all worth that much now, right? Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so if you yeah. have one, bingo, you just hit the lottery. Well, not really. Uh, there's always outliers there that somebody just had to have it, or maybe two people had to have it. They Things got a little silly, but uh, yeah, auction results, that's a great resource. You're absolutely right, Mark. And the fact that my greatest obstacle is when I when I'm asked to put a value on a car for auction, and having as close uh, being as close to the auction world, when I give a potential consigner what my estimate is of what the car will sell for, a lot of them are disenchanted and immediately. Well, I saw one on television at Makeham sold for XXX. And it's like, well, right. that was not your car. <laughs> and right. had yeah. you had the opportunity <laughs> to spend the money to go to the event and walk around it, you would see that your car doesn't have the provenance. It doesn't have the level of restoration. Da, 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 da. And so, yeah, that's a real challenge for us in, uh, to convey that uh, and convince potential consigners as to what the real, real value is of their car. Yeah, you know, the one I've had fun with is bring a trailer, Randy Nonnenberg's site, and it's fun mm -hmm. to go there and look at what cars are selling for. But even more fun are reading the, the threads and the comments because you can start to see some very revealing things. Everything looks pretty darn good in pictures on, on the internet, yes. right? Yes. And then uh, when you see it in real life, and I've had friends who bought cars sight unseen other than pictures, and the car shows up, and I remember being there on some occasion going, is this the same car you showed me pictures of? Yeah. I I can't believe it's the same car. This is horrible. So, yeah, go there. Be a part of it. Javiad Emptor. I have uh, been in and driven way too many auctions cars. And, and excuse the quote, I've seen way too many lipstick on pigs. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know, cosmetically, they look like uh, better than the day they came out of the showroom. But mechanically and otherwise, they're just absolute junk. Yeah, that last 10% is uh, yep. the most important. How about a book, Bill, that you've read recently that you've really enjoyed? Again, I, I go back to Roger Penske, The Unfair Advantage by Mark Donahue, uh, which really illustrates the level of commitment, the level of attention to detail, 
the hours and effort that's put into a successful program. And it doesn't necessarily just have to relate to the racing world, unfair advantage. It's trying to find every advantage that you can to create over your competition. And that can be in the business world as well. Yeah, classic, great book for sure. I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources. Bill has been so kind to share with us today on his very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Bill Windham, W-I-N-D-H-A-M, and that page will pop right up for you. All right, Bill, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be what I call a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. doesn't matter who it belongs to. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to come out there to New York and park it in your garage. But there are some rules to my game since I'm writing the check. One is you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here on Cars, yeah. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. That little trick's off the table. But here's the kicker. It's the only one cool collector car that you can have. So what's it going to be? Well, I would think someone who appreciates, you know, European sports cars would immediately assume it would be a Ferrari GTO. But I am going to say a Ferrari F50. And the reason why is it's not at the point of the level of technology of the Ferraris that followed. It's a mid-engine 12-cylinder Ferrari. It has, I don't want to call it a target top, but a removable top so you can uh, enjoy the car in convertible type form or in coupe form. It is still what we call a three-pedal car, so you have that gated shift. And the lines and the beauty of the car, to me, are just timeless. So it's not as Spartan as a GTO, but if it was a car that I wanted to drive and enjoy and experience what what a Ferrari is all about, it would be an F50. You know, it's quite a leap from the F40. I got to drive an F40 and an F50 the same day. Mm A uh, wow. collector uh, who had the two of those cars, or one each of those cars, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very interesting, the evolution change to the F50. Not only the body style, everything kind of rounded out a bit, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Not so angular, but a little more comfortable and more fun. Yep. And two years ago, I was at Car Week in Pebble, and we went out to pick up some tickets for the Quail. Pulled into a parking lot, and in that parking lot, when we came out right next to my little crummy rental car was an F50 just sitting there. Wow. And the guy I was with, it was the first time, my buddy Steve Bernstein, he's a great photographer and he comes and shoots some great stuff for me uh, from time to time. He's going to be heading to Long Beach Grand Prix this year for me. And we walk out and he'd never been to Car Week and he's a car guy. And we had just gotten there. The week was just starting and we walk out and he just goes nuts. You know, I mean, he's like, going crazy. And I said, well, Steve, contain your excitement because this is just the beginning. (laughs) And uh, I wore him out. I mean, by Sunday afternoon, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm on like car overload. (laughs) And he said, you know, that F50 we saw on Monday at the beginning of the week, I think now if I saw it in the parking lot, I just go, oh, look, I have an F50. (laughs) Because you just got so jaded that week. But nice choice. Do you have a a color option just so I get you the right car? It's got to be red. Rosso Red? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll make, I'll make that happen. Well, nice choice, my friend. You've taken us on a great ride. Really enjoy getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing this journey with us. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off in the New York countryside in that beautiful Ferrari F50? Paints a nice picture, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, you know, I, I think the same thing I've, I told my three children. Pursue your passion in your career. Make your career your passion. Because it will not, even though it, sometimes it is work, it will not seem as work, 
and you'll be able to outwork or, or outsmart a lot of people that are in whatever career that may be, either for the money or for whatever reason. But it's uh, the amount of time that you spend uh, in your workday. I think it's important that uh, you're pursuing your passion and whatever that may be. And uh, because if you do, you will be the best or better than most everybody else that is in that field. Yeah. And every day you have a smile on your face because this precious thing we called life uh, does have an end game on it. And I'll tell you, as I said earlier, as we get older and older, that that uh, time, that precious moment of time that we spend in our lives is very, very valuable. So that's great advice. What's the best way, again, for our listeners to learn more about you, to learn more about Saratoga Auto Museum and the Saratoga Auto Auction? Well, first of all, I think you'll see us uh, in our advertising in, in Keith Martin's sports car market and his other periodicals. Uh, Hemmings Magazine will be present. But uh, if you want to get a hold of us directly, uh, again, as we spoke earlier, it's saratogaautooption.org. We'll take you to our website. Feel free. Uh, what's unique about our auction is that my phone number, personal phone number, is up on our website, is up in our ads. So I, you'll be talking to uh, the guy that is the director of the auction when you call. You won't get uh, passed around to other associates and, and so forth. Uh, so uh, I look forward to uh, your listeners uh, to making a phone call, maybe consigning some cars. And if nothing else, Come be a spectator. This is really a destination, uh, Saratoga Springs, and a great way to spend the weekend, even if you're not a real car person. Take in the event for some time. Head downtown. There's great restaurants, great entertainment, and just a beautiful venue. So, uh, yeah, and I appreciate, Mark, you uh, taking your time for us to have this conversation. Well, very happy to have you here. And I'll add a little comment there. You know, my wife and my daughter, My son's more into cars like I am, but my wife and her daughter never really into cars. And I've tried and tried to get them excited about it. I tell you what finally got them excited was taking them to an auction. I was pretty worn out because I'd been up early that day. It was during car week. And, you know, about 10 o'clock, I said, well, look, I got to get up at, you know, five tomorrow to be at another event. Can we go? And they both said, no, we want to stay here. This is fun. (laughs) Bring some more drinks. And, uh, they just were going crazy. And, uh, you know, it's being a part of an auction, being at an auction, even if you don't plan on buying anything, the excitement in the air, the atmosphere, the fun combined with cars, enthusiastic, passionate people. It's fantastic. And of course, Saratoga Springs, what a beautiful part of our great country we have here. So I encourage all of you to plan ahead. It's out in September. I'll be posting things on my website in July. We'll be promoting your event all month of July here on Cars Yeah. Take a look at this event. This would be something that you should really put in your calendar. And it's a beautiful time of the year to be in the, the Northeast. I mean, the leaves are changing and uh, uh, it's not cold and it'll be fantastic. So again, everybody listening, you can find everything about the Saratoga Auto Auction and the Saratoga Auto Museum here at the Cars yeah website on Bill's show notes page. Bill, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing all your experiences with us until you and I talk again. I'll see you at the Saratoga Auto Auction. Take care. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. 
Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars Yeah podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy, sell, and hold investment vehicles, and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments. You'll find the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast on the Cars yeah! website, on the Sports Car Market website, and if you're a podcast app subscriber to Cars yeah! Buy, Sell, Hold will come right to your mobile device, just like the Cars yeah! podcast, automatically. Join Keith Martin and me on a great new venture on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.